What's up and welcome to The Hive Review, a podcast where we sit down with family and friends to talk about the latest buzz in movies, TV shows, anime, and video games that are worth your time. My name's B, and I'll be your host. New Hive Reviews drop every Wednesday. And if you want to support us and help us grow The Hive, make sure you follow, subscribe, and share the podcast. All right, with that said, let's get into it. So my first thing is, you know, initial expectations coming into Gen V, having seen seasons one through three of The Boys. I'm really interested in that take from you guys because I've only seen season one of The Boys. It's a crime against humanity. I know I have, I now am motivated to watch season two and three now. But yeah, so coming into this show with it being like totally new characters in the same world, but like younger, you know, different vibe. Like, were you excited? Were you like, oh, this seems like a side plot? What were your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, at least my initial impressions, and this is Yudi, uh, by the way. I just, I kind of, I thought, why not? While well, I was dog sitting at a friend's house, and it caught my eye, and I watched the advertisement, and uh, you know, I kind of actually was like really pleasantly surprised. I feel like, you know, I, I expected the kind of the raw humor, the kind of intense action, and kind of the the kind of crudeness a little bit of the boys to expect, but I, I agree with you. I feel like it's, it was kind of very interesting, uh, at least seeing it from a new perspective of kind of like, you know, more young, young, younger kind of cast and, you know, individuals kind of going through college rather than uh, on this kind of quest for revenge, maybe as if, uh, if you kind of look at through the lens of the boys. And so. Yeah, I would say, um, so I had, I saw advertisements for the, for Gen V, probably weeks or months before the show came out. And to be honest, I didn't look into it much. And I, my first initial impression was I thought it was going to be just like a random spinoff show um, that maybe existed in the same universe, or maybe was just like the same concept of there being like compound V, but here's a different spin. Um, So when we started the show and found out it still exists within the boys universe, uh, I thought that was pleasantly surprising. And yeah, I, I, I did have initial hesitations at first, just because I do think they're, there is a bit of a trend nowadays with like just creating spinoff shows or sequel series to kind of capitalize on like the fame or success of a, the first or initial show or movie. Uh, but yeah, I think after getting into it and just seeing how it stays true to that same, you know, like, like you said, the same crude and harsh vibes of what a superhero society would look like uh, when you monetize being a superhero. I, I thought it was, yeah, pretty cool. and. I, I'm I'm I was blown away by how much I enjoyed it. Yeah, I have to agree. I initially did not want to watch it because I'm like I'm so tired of spinoffs. <laughs> um, but they did a really good job. <laughs> I it, it feels like the boys. It, the budget is in some aspects probably not the same, but they did a really good job with the writing, and which is important to me because otherwise I would have just tuned out. But after watching the first episode. The second one, like I'm hooked. Did a really good job. I definitely agree with that too, especially just because, I mean, you take something like The Boys, which has historically been something we haven't seen before live action. Like I kind of compare The Boys and its vibe to the similar sense of like what Invincible is, but obviously that's like an animated medium. Um, I had some initial worries though because I was like, okay, like 
So there, here is a series that's a spinoff of the boys, but it's in like in a college sense. I was like, are we just going to get like a rated R version of like sky high for any of you that might remember that movie? I don't know if any of you watched that movie. That's a pretty good analogy. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And that's, that is where my brain did go. And, um, we did get a rated R version of Sky High, and it was <laughs> it executed well. I think we need to consult our expert uh, master predictor of plot, uh, Mr. Pops over here, uh, <laughs> to see if he could actually, if he was surprised thoroughly through any of these scenes. I, um, I without giving away spoilers, there there was a time in the last two episodes where I felt like, okay, I kind of knew this was going to happen but there was a lot of stuff in this season that comes out of nowhere and that's what i like about it like it and it the boys is the same way like there's no way you can predict what's going to happen because it's so random and so crazy and, and that is what makes it great yeah uh, honestly the, the there was a time towards the final episodes where i was like yeah okay i see where this is going but there's so much stuff that happened <laughs> which is like the that's what makes the boys great because it's like oh my god did i just watch that <laughs> and somebody actually made that <laughs> it's it's crazy uh, it's not for everybody but you can tell there's a lot of love and and um, effort into writing the scripts for the for these series and it shows i can't i can't wait for the next season of the boys for for a group of people who have a lot of passion and respect and just history for superheroes and that kind of content the boys and gen v definitely is a nice breath of fresh air after basically like endgame marvel you know where i mean i think all of us are feeling a little bit more of the fatigue of where that universe is going and you know we got the thrill of seeing great quality looking um you know action sequences and like our favorite heroes brought to life on the real screen um, but it's that's that's going down a different path that I think is just a little tiring for all of us. And I think that's what makes the boys in Gen V so fresh is that it is a little bit more gritty and realistic. And, you know, to answer the question, B, too, I think I don't think my initial watching of seasons one through three of the boys um, gave anything away when it came to the plot of of Gen V. Um, now, I do think there are a couple there are definitely a couple of plot points that I mean, you know, I watched it with you be live and, you know, I was I made the certain predictions halfway throughout the show where I was like, OK, this person's involved with this. And I think that just came naturally from me, like picking up on a, like smaller cues. But that wasn't informed by me watching the show previously. So, yeah, I think like I think it's absolutely and I agree to I want to also just go back because uh, UD and B, you both were talking about it. You definitely don't need to watch the first two or three seasons of The Boys to like understand or enjoy Gen V. But if you're interested in this kind of content at all and you want to save yourself like with any kind of spoilers, I highly recommend that you do go watch those first three seasons first. It gives you a better appreciation. It gives you the context, especially because early on in Gen V, they do start referencing like main characters in The Boys um, timeline. And it does just make the experience all overall more enjoyable. Not necessary, but you appreciate it a little bit more. Just wait to wait until they make more spinoffs and then it's going to be like Star Wars. <laughs> You're like, well, yeah, first you should start oh, with God. episode four, five, six here. And then, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or they multiverse it like Marvel and then just ruin it for everyone. 
let's let's pivot into characters. So this one, I'll I'll go ahead and say some of my pieces on some of my favorite characters, but I'm gonna go down this list uh, based on the awesome infographic that X made for this episode. Everybody, thank X for putting in that extra MVP work. Yeah, I'll link my Venmo for everybody who wants to support me in my endeavors. <laughs> With the, with the, with yeah, the paint job with like some of the pictures are cropped a little bit, you know. I, I see I see the hustle. I appreciate it. <laughs> and this is just these are just nine characters. Uh, they they definitely do not reflect all the entire cast of characters. If you watch the show, so apologies for anybody listening that you know if we hurt your feelings that we didn't talk about your favorite character. But we have Marie, the main I'd say the main protagonist, Andre, Luke, Kate. Sam, Emma, Jordan, Professor Brink, and Dean Shetty. Having watched the first episode again, I think my favorite character, the one that like really, not only did she make me laugh, but obviously a lot of this show does deal with a lot of issues that superheroes would have to baby contend with if their powers are linked to specific things. Emma, I'd say Emma's probably my favorite in terms of comedic relief, in terms of she has a lot of really... <laughs> solid little like one-liners that kind of do come like a mile a minute if you're not paying attention and you just you really do want to like care about her and make sure that she has a good happy ending um but in terms of overall like like the cast is phenomenal um i mean most of these most of these people in terms of actors and actresses i've never except for professor brink he's you know starship trooper veteran he was there on the line he caught the bug he caught he caught the brain bug in the end commander zim i think his name was um Sim, Sim got the bug, man. He got the bug. <laughs> yeah, they're very entertaining to watch. Yeah, I feel like the writers did a really good job writing their characters, and I think they did a good job kind of executing them. You know, like Emma, like you said, she was just this really overall nice, positive person who was kind of like like a moral compass to this to kind of the uh, series. Um, you know, she has her own dark sides, and I think everyone kind of has their own either vices or dark sides that you kind of get to see a little bit of, you know, progression throughout the story. And some of them, you know, you might even argue, maybe even regress a little bit towards the end. You have uh, Sam, for example, is kind of this awkward kid who is kind of dealing with his own kind of like, you know, mental health issues. And you have Kate who kind of spent a lot of her life kind of isolation. You kind of got to like explore a little bit without, you know, spoiling anything. But uh, she seems to have kind of like this, you know, deep understandings of other people and, and is able to kind of use her powers with that. And I feel like overall, even kind of Marie and Andre and Jordan, all these kind of characters really kind of showcase this, uh, I don't know, a level of kind of stumbling through life in college of sorts of like, and trying to find their own way while being a superpower. And there was, there's many ways you can look at, I guess the, the overall progression and the arcs of the stories, whether that is, you know, through the individuals, the characters, but I don't know. It's like an element of maybe modern culture, kind of wokeness, maybe of sorts that was done. I feel like tastefully. I don't know. I don't know. What do you feel like about that? X? No, I, I'd agree with it. I think, um, I think this show intentionally, you know, there's through a pretty diverse cast and um, a diverse array of character backgrounds and very specific issues, you know, I, what I would call like maybe like even social issues, like mental health issues that are manifest and addressed differently throughout all the characters. Um, and I, I do think that was done in a, a digestible way. 
And also in a way, you know, as someone who cares about those kinds of things, like in a way that like I can enjoy and still somewhat of a unique twist because you never think about these things when it comes to if you were somebody with superpowers, like would you still experience this? And the answer is yes, you are still a sentient being, human being, you know, I don't know if in the show they consider themselves humans, right? But for lack of a better term, you know, so I, I, I do agree. And when I, when I look at specific powers, I really, I find Kate very fascinating. I think obviously, you know, with a little bit of context that UD gave, um, her, her ability to have like a deep connection with people and just like that empathetic, like energy in people's lives. I think her power of like, you know, what they call pushing, which is essentially the ability to give a suggestion to a person. And it's, well, it's not really a suggestion. It's just a command. <laughs> you, she touches you and you, you basically just have to do what she tells you. One that X is very familiar with. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. I uh, feel like a Professor X of sorts. Yes. Right. <laughs> Thank you for that acknowledgement. But I think her power is definitely the most fascinating. But when I, when it comes to characters, like who would be my favorite? Um, I think I would naturally lean towards more of like Emma, just because I think I tend to be a bit more of a you know funny clownish person. So like like B said, comedic relief. But I do I do really resonate with and understand the depth and hurt of Marie with the main protagonist, um, you know, with her, obviously all of them in their own rights have their own tragic backgrounds, but hers is especially very hard to one that's very hard to deal with. And um, you can just see throughout the series, how she goes from someone who is like, I'm going to mind my business. I'm, I don't, I don't care about anything that's going on in any of your lives. And I just want to do me to basically being like, I, I want to be a hero and being a hero means I need to not just be an isolationist. I need to, I need to have empathy. I need to care and try to solve other people's problems and just help. So I really do like Marie. What about you pops? Love Marie. I, I am uh, with, kind of conflicted with Emma and Sam. Yeah. I, but I have to say uh, like the whole arc with Jordan is like really <sighs> love Jordan. Yeah, <laughs> me like I, like them trying to figure that out. It's it's fascinating. I, th- there's a there's multiple people that I I feel like I'm emotionally attached to, and that would be Marie, uh, Sam, Emma, and Jordan. Which is definitely a testament to like the writing of the characters. Because I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, like Jordan really only gets that first little that chunk of that episode, like where they're at that party or something, where you get to see the dynamic between their like their situation back at home. I, I think I was, I was confused originally. And, and I feel like just, this is just giving context. So we're not, you know, sounding too vague for, for any of the listeners, but um, Jordan is essentially bi gender. And depending on whether they kind of, they can transform into a male or female and their powers are dependent, whether in their male form or a female form. And so it seems like if I'm not mistaken. Some of the things male form is, has like extra durability, can you know even withstand bullets, and the female form is a little bit more can like actually project almost like energy blasts from their hands. It's very kind of interesting though, seeing more so their kind of social dynamic and their progression of like how they grew up. I think is what's really kind of what we've been talking about and fascinating in the sense of what would that be like, you know? And and I feel like it, it kind of you know showcases you know a level of kind of 
people who might be gender fluid, for example, um, you know, kind of growing up and dealing with those challenges. So I, I think they do a really good job. I, I think kind of showcasing, again, like X said earlier, some of these kind of social, emotional kind of problems that people face and overall, like really good job. I don't know why it was when we watched it where I was just like, I, I understood that Jordan could use that like energy kind of like sound kind of wave blast, but then it was also very tough and indestructible. But watching the first episode again, when the fight that happens in the first episode, it's it's very fast and, it, and to their credit, which I love about the character, but they found an actor and an actress that like, it actually works and makes you believe that they're the same person because they kind of look like maybe even related or just familiar. You know, it's like they did a really good job with that like dynamic. But because of that, when the when everything plays out, it's happening so fast that like from one frame of like them taking a punch to the next frame when they're responding and you don't even see them yet until like the person's been blasted away, they changed. And then in the new frame, it's like, oh, now they're back into like feminine form. And then it's, that's when they can use those blasts. But when, yeah, mass inform is like when they're just like super tough. Maybe did I miss that then? Did I miss that um, Jordan switching between uh, their like femme and masculine form had different powers? I must have missed that. They were, they were very sneaky with it. They were like, I actually, it, I didn't catch it. Like I was very confused when they, there's a first scene that they hint at it as almost a joke, I think. Like it, like you said, B, it's just instantaneous like that. And if you don't catch it, you're like, oh, okay. Like you don't really think too much about it. Yeah. Like that joke you're talking about, UD, I still didn't get it. And I had to wait until like through that, through the fight where I was like, okay, wait, I think I understand what they were portraying. Because when I first watched it, I just thought that when they would change in that moment of like switching, there's like this tough and vulnerability like moment. And that's why, you know, it all plays out like that. Oh, okay. Interesting. That is as someone that has watched the entire show twice now or two times through. I, I, I did not like actually, I didn't pay attention to that. I didn't realize. And like, what a great way we're kind of figuratively like playing a little bit on the maybe, you know, strengths of kind of gender spectrum of sorts a little bit. I think Sam is like probably the only like arc that I wasn't like totally satisfied by the end of it with piques my curiosity for the future obviously because that's what it's literally meant to do but i wasn't satisfied with like his explanation of abilities and i was hoping for them to kind of explain more of like what he's dealing with i mean they they do but it's just you know it's just kind of it's just more for there for i think the visual and the shock value sometimes his story arc is like you can be very sympathetic at times you also see him kind of following this path which like some may be morally kind of against and some may be like you know he might have a point you know they really tie it into kind of politics really and you know kind of in our modern american society as well you know while i think this i mean when you really look at this show the social political issues are kind of tackled really well but but man is it hard really like seeing some of these kind of mental health conditions kind of come at play um that all these characters kind of have to face through um, you know, including for Marie, like PTSD, you know, he'll, he'll establish it very much early on in the first episode, but she, she's going through a lot and, and she's trying to learn how to kind of, you know, trust people again, how to kind of, you know, live her life. Like kind of what X was saying in the sense of learning, you know, first she's just trying to learn how just to look out and only care for herself and kind of in this survival mode. Right. And then she starts kind of learning that like, well, no, all about 
being a hero is about kind of helping out others and not just yourself and, you know, kind of struggling with how much do you give and how much do you sacrifice uh, while you're just trying to figure out who you are in the first place. It's, it's definitely very interesting. Um, any, any feedback or thoughts on the plot, you know, overall in terms of like what the big main through plot was, or even any of the side subplots, like did those pay off in the end for you? Or do you feel like there was some side plots or anything that just went nowhere? Um, I don't think it was too predictable. I I guess if you are predicting like chaos, yes, (laughs) but they, they did a pretty good job of keeping you locked in and interested. So I, I give them props for that. Uh, there were a few points where I was like, okay, I, I kind of can kind of can see that. Like, I see it coming. But overall, I, I think it did a really good job of keeping you locked in and, and interested. I was going to ask you, do you feel like it's fair to say it's like, it's almost like the twists are predictable. It's the depth of the twists that are not. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Well put, UD, well put. The only, I guess, the really thing I could critique maybe is that it felt maybe a little chaotic at times and the pacing seemed to be really fast at one point. And towards the end, it was like, oh my God, it was a whirlwind. But at the same time, like there was definitely other parts of the show that they could have been maybe using their time a little bit more efficiently or a little bit maybe more subplots. They're trying to balance this kind of delicate balance between this can be comedy versus this really kind of either serious drama at times. But I guess in a lot of times when we're growing up and going through college, sometimes that's just how how it is, you know? I think the plot in general is like, it's, it's solid. I think it's like the perfect or like, or at least a decent way to take something like a superhero university. You introduce then like also from the boys show, you know, this company thought that is just like an egregious company that's, created superheroes but has lied to the public about it this show clear like you know it establishes that this show is basically like the first time you really see where people learn that like superheroes were created and not born for the most part some were born i think the plot does a good job of like kind of misleading you like oh this is going to be about just like the dramatic relation interrelational things that happen between college age students that might have superpowers and then turning it into something very dark that either Vought or like Vought related associates are cooking up for everything. So I, I think it's enjoyable and it's, it's pretty easy to follow too. Like I think anybody watching can be like, Oh wow. Okay. Like that makes sense. Why this company would do something like this or why these characters would be motivated to, you know, bring something like this forward. I don't have any issues with the actual like main plot itself. I do think some of the, the side plot lines, like, you know, like the relationships between characters, it's a little, um, I don't know if dramatic is the right word or just a little like tiresome. Um, but you know, that's, that's just a preference thing. So overall I I'm satisfied with the plot and enjoyed it a lot. Is anything at all that you were just like, ah, it wasn't, you feel like it could have, could have been done better or you're kind of questioning why they chose a specific direction versus something else. Yeah. And maybe it's something that maybe potentially was explained in the boys and I'm just not remembering, you know, season one came out so many years ago and the follow-up seasons came out like a year or two after. So it's been a while since the show has been out, but for lack of a better term, I'm almost going to call it the power scaling in the show. Like I just, I just can't tell 
who's technically the strongest. Like they hint in the show about what characters and specifically Gen V related characters. And it's not a spoiler. You know, they say they say Golden Boy is is like the strongest character. Um, and then you see moments in the show where like you kind of question that. And then as the show progresses, they kind of address Sam as being another really strong character. But uh, I feel like in a lot of the moments when there's action related, where like characters fighting each other or the main characters fighting like other just side people, um, it is like a lot of back and forth that doesn't seem to carry a lot of consequences. Like people aren't taking like serious damage. You know, you'll see like a main character inflict lethal damage to either a human or a very like minor like soup but then when like other main characters fight each other you're kind of just like okay like it just seems like everybody it seems like i'm guessing compound b gives everybody superhuman strength and then their power is not strength related it's more like something like you know an additional aspect to that so yeah i i I, my biggest critique is more just like i I, I guess I'm a little confused by why is it that like a lot of the a lot of like some of the main characters in this show just have the ability to just like box like they're in, they're in the Incredible Hulk, um, <laughs> essentially is what I'll call it. But more specifically, and you know, we mentioned you mentioned it before, B is like Sam's character. Like they, you know, they address him as being a very powerful character, but his power is not really explained at all. His power to be to be honest, the way the show portrays it just seems to just be like he's just strong. But there's a lot of other characters that are super strong, too. So I'm confused by it, confused by it, whether whatever creative decisions went behind that. I'm sure there's some explanation, but that would be a big critique of mine is like just getting a better sense of who's the strongest, why people are actually scared. Because you look at the boys and it's very clear why Homelander is the strongest. He messes a lot of people up. And in the boys, they make it very clear that like the people that are under Homelander, it takes a like a group of them to kind of get this job done. <laughs> so that'd be my biggest critique. I mean, they draw a parallel to him like Superman, right? Like he's, he's supposed to be like one of the most powerful. And yeah, I do think there are some inconsistencies, especially considering when like there are parts in the episodes where it takes multiple characters to bring down this one character. And then later on, I'm pretty sure it's a pure one V one. And then it just becomes a tie. And so I, I could be misremembering and there could be a, more of a reason for that. But I guess Compound V might sometimes have the side effect of plot armor. <laughs> so I think uh, I think overall that that is a pretty good solid point that it seemed to be I, I kind of overlooked it uh, in, in the chaos of the at the end. I mean, it was good chaos. Don't get me wrong. But I do. I when I did think about it, I do believe there is at least one person that I think now is like, you know, probably considered the most powerful out of all of them but we'll wait until those spoilers powerful because their power is just inherently when you think about all the applications of it <laughs> just seem overpowered right like it has nothing to do with super strength it has nothing to do with super speed or anything it's it's quite literally just about like what you can manipulate yeah absolutely from the first episode and, and all throughout i remember you making a comment next when we were watching it of like your thoughts and just being like yeah you know it's kind of it's it's like slightly low budget in general, there's a lot of really cool, like like the special effects on Golden Boy, like when he's up close and his skin burning, like from far away, it looks really kind of dumb and cheesy, but they cut away a lot from it. It wasn't, it's not used too much, but there is a specific scene watching the first episode again, where they, they just try to do a lot of like really cool perspective based, like 
single shot camera moves or like single shot like CGI effects that, you know, if you're rotating the camera while someone's in like a bar, but then the other half of the room is actually a different place. And then it keeps rotating and then comes back to the bar. Like that's a really cool, you know, 360 shot. But when like the CGI of what they put as like, you know, the other part of the room with the person that they had there, it was like very, it was, it was low quality. It was honestly, it was out of focus, I think on purpose as it spun specifically this shot, just to literally nail the point home of like, this is just a low budget shot. Just understand that he's seeing shit. And there's other little moments like that, you know, when they fight and the, the types of what they call in the industry, like cheating, the blocking and the different cuts and stuff that they use, but it, you know, it's fine. And it's all excusable. Cause it's, you know, it doesn't need to be some kind of like big production. But just the criticisms there of like sometimes it's like if, if you don't if you can't fully execute on like that that vision it's okay to like just do it in a more simple way that wouldn't be like a noticeable thing but still a cool idea I, like if i was there a part of the crew i would have probably had that idea and everybody would be like oh fuck yeah let's do that and then they realized like we just didn't have the time to finish that shot you're talking about the visual effects so basically like the quality of gen v kind of compared to the voice yeah yeah it's definitely nothing that's like totally bringing it down it's just like, it was just worth noting and even watching it again like i i noticed it and i just kind of like laughed at it but the everything else about it is so engrossing that you just kind of overlook it yeah i agree with that and it's not far off from the boys you know like i think i, I mean when, when we talk about this discrepancy too i feel like we're talking about like imagine and you know this is obviously not accurate uh but like imagine the boys having like a hundred million dollar budget for a season and imagine gen v having like a 75 million dollar budget so you know what i mean like it's 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 noticeable but it's still like it doesn't take you out of the it doesn't take you out of the show or the like you know of the the universe so it's still great, um, but it, it's a minor thing that I think us as people who like really do pick up on like visual and audio cues, like you just notice it and you know, speak to it. You know, one thing I did want to add before we go into final verdict, though, and this is just for people listening, is that, you know, while we might have any critiques about like the critiques we've mentioned so far about the boys, like whether it be like certain character development or um, plot points or even just like the quality of visual or graphic effects. Um, one thing about the show that I think is on par with the boys and nails perfectly is the comedy. I think this show is just as funny. It has so many moments where like you're just expecting one thing and then a character comes out and says the most heinous and just like gut wrenchingly like comedic thing um, or like the visuals too. I think this show like kind of takes like what the boys has done in three seasons when it comes to like some of their like more like really graphic things and just throwing it at you and, and said, Hey, we're normalizing this. Yeah. I, I honestly think this show, like, you know, Gen V is still on par with the boys when it comes to just like the pure comedic relief and the jokes. Yeah. If you haven't seen the boys, this is probably going to be a big shock for you, especially the first episode. You're going to see a lot of, a lot of blood, a lot of gore. Like for me, I'm slightly squeamish when it comes to blood and like rewatching that Percy, like with Maurice backstory it didn't it didn't make me feel comfortable but it's it wasn't that it wasn't enjoyable and like i didn't understand like damn this is supposed to hit home like how crazy this is but like x was saying a lot of really cleverly written comedic relief with if you're on a college campus you're gonna have some douchebaggy and like sleazy characters now you got that combined with some of these people that have these insanely powerful like abilities and manipulative abilities and like how would somebody in college with all that freedom like what would they do with it 
think of the trees yeah yeah (laughs) if you if you care about the environment (laughs) then you won't like this show (laughs) all right let's switch into final verdicts then um i i went into this with low expectations because i've been burned before when they have a spinoff it's it's mostly like a, a money grab but i was Pleasantly surprised. Um, I, I, got, I don't feel they missed a step from the boys, and the and the boys, it, that is is great. I haven't seen anything like that on TV in the in the movie theaters in a long time, and the writing is excellent. So um, I give Gen V an eight point five. It exceeded my expectations. You know, we've all had. Spinoffs, and you just kind of, oh God, what are they doing uh, again? Like, you know, all they want is the money, and they suck. And and I, I don't, this doesn't suck at all. <laughs> it, it's it's pretty good. It's I think everybody has superhero fatigue at this point because Marvel's just throwing movies out there to make money, you know. And you see, the Marvels didn't do really good at all, and that was like, you know, as foretold by prophecy. There's going to be a handoff between the uh, Gen V and, and the boys. And so far, like, sign me up. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited. I, I, I do think, I, I, I thought it was going to be kind of completely standalone, but I think they're kind of showcasing that there's going to be a lot of influence. <laughs> Not like Marvel now. Marvel's just actively just destroying the franchise with each movie. <laughs> I think overall, I enjoyed it. I mean, I, I kind of want to see the characters develop more. I don't, I don't think they did necessarily like, I think they did a lot of like good character development, but I do think there was spread a little bit thin for like all the characters at play. And so you didn't get to see really necessarily everyone's stories necessarily fully developed or kind of get as much as far as, as I would like, but I'm here for the ride. Originally, I think I was coming in like probably solid eight. But I don't know. I feel like like listening to all everyone's kind of perspectives and me rethinking about it. I might even put it at like an eight eight point five. That might, be, that might be pretty high, but overall, I feel like there's a lot of potential. I think you can you can make an argument for either eight or eight point five. If you would have interviewed this family five years ago, like when we talk about Marvel, like we're huge comic book fans, we're huge superhero fans, like. We are Marvel fans. We are not new phase Marvel fans. And I mean, I think anybody that cares just about superheroes and also just like decent writing, um, it, it is hard to be a fan of the new stuff coming out. So it's sad because, you know, we're, we're being harsh on Marvel right now. But, you know, ever since 2008, is that when Iron Man 1 came out? If you would have caught us between 2008 and 2019 when Endgame came out, you would have caught us crying, laughing screaming and shitting ourselves in the movie theaters um we just we were blown away by what that experience was so we have superhero fatigue but that's just because of the some negligence on mark from marvel studios but yeah for me when it comes to overall verdict um i was more inclined to give this show more of like a like a like a seven out of ten and that's just simply because like i don't think i don't think that this show pushed the envelope at all or like added anything new or different that the boys hasn't already done and i hate you know i want to i want to give this show a rating based on it like standalone but unfortunately it's not a standalone it basically is a you know the boys has three seasons it's basically a boys season 3.5 
Um, so I, you, I do think I have to kind of consider that context. But because I will say that in just one season, specifically, I think it's character backstories in this show for me that really pushes it over the edge. I think this show took like basically like what you'd call five main characters. Marie is like the main protagonist, but there's like other very close supporting characters. And they gave each of them enough time and enough context and backstory for you to like truly like appreciate them and love them and also put you in the context of like what your mental health would look like if you randomly one could you just imagine the trauma of like randomly one day just like doing something accidentally because you find out you have powers and then you go through your life like you know your young you know juvenile years and teenage years being like oh i just randomly got powers and then just to find out that actually your parents your, you know, your parents gave you powers, um, you know, through Compound V. Um, I think it does a really good job touching on that and how that can just really affect like your mental health and just the traumatic events you go through. So I put the show at an eight. I do put the show at an eight. For me, at first, I was at like an 8.5 with it. But I think I'm going to bring that down to an eight. But to leave it open for like, if as I go back and watch seasons two and three of the boys, and then obviously the season season four of the boys when that picks up because that like that like uh pops confirmed they did already say that like gen v is a continuation of season three of the boys and then season four of the boys will pick up where gen v left off and then after that they're going to do gen v season two which will continue the plot line so that's already been kind of announced yeah so i think with the potential there of like going back and, and finishing the boys maybe it will get that extra bump up like I, I even could in my mind think of it going to a nine but that's also just like i said it's been me I haven't seen the boys kind of content in years. You know, we have, there's Invincible, but that's a different medium. I, I like that fresh new take on it with some new characters. I was obviously nervous about it at first because of that potential risk, but like the the setting appealed to me of like, okay, yeah, these these college kids, what would their lives be like, especially going at like to this kind of university, living in this kind of world? You know, there's there's that big main plot point that they they've set up from the very beginning and it's all throughout the show, they handle it, but all the different side plots between all the the main cast of characters, but then their you know relate quote unquote relationships with their family or their close friends or classmates, all that other stuff. It's like even even if it is like takes you away from the main plot, it's still like a great little noteworthy tidbit of like you get to see other kids' powers or other people's problems and stuff and how they're navigating the world. So it's 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 very like down to earth like. UD was mentioning just a parallel almost to our universe. It's basically young adults going through college nowadays have to deal with with like social media, branding, marketing yourself and, and like sticking out in like this sea of people. And with all the extra trauma from everyone's potential, you know, potential trauma from people's childhoods or like or what they're dealing with now. And then you just sprinkle some superpowers on top. Thank you so much for listening to the end. If you've got thoughts and opinions on the topic covered, or if you've got feedback on how we can improve the podcast, we'd love to hear it. You can email us at hivereviewpodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's hivereviewpodcast, all one word, at gmail.com.